Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What is up, family? Another day in paradise. Isn't that right, Shady? Isn't that right, Shady? Any day Shady's at work is a day in paradise. I do not know what he's doing, but I'm glad that you are here wherever you are. This is Speak, Shady. Calm down and act like you are on national television, please. Those are new cameras. These are new cameras. We do have new cameras, new lights, but we look just as good as ever. Far end, that is James Jones, Super Bowl champ. What's cracking? Man, chilling, chilling, man. It's all good. It's here Tuesday. We settled in yesterday. It's a new suit. Uh, yeah, man, you like it? You like James Brown, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> to his right, the one and only, the brilliant Joy Taylor. Joy, what's the word? Are we hanging on to the last remnants of uh, Turtleneck season? <laughs> <laughs> it is always Turtleneck season. Can <laughs> we hear one thing? It's a man's world. leader. He needs no introduction. He is in rare form. LaShawn, Shady, McCoy. Can we get to first and ten? Where's the whistle? Where's the whistle? There it is. That means it's time for first and ten. Drama is brewing. Russell Wilson, he spoke over the weekend about the controversy in Denver. However, head coach Sean Payton, he finally spoke today. The NFL scouting combine going on, and Sean Payton said some things that you just have to listen to. Turn up your volume. Take a listen. I saw this like humorous meme the other day where there was a Bronco fan with a shirt on and there was like eight quarterbacks names with a cross through it, you know, and and he's drinking the quarterback Kool-Aid and, you know, our, our job is to make sure that this next one, you know, doesn't have a line through it. Job is to make sure the next quarterback doesn't have a line through their name. Shady McCoy for context. Russell Wilson was benched the final two games of the season. Russell Wilson was given roughly a $200 million contract by the Denver Broncos to be their quarterback of the future. But Sean Payton didn't give him that contract. Sean Payton came in one year after Russell Wilson was in Denver and was not pleased by Russell Wilson's play. So now we have controversy. Should Russell Wilson be the quarterback of the future or should the Broncos move on from Russ? That is the conversation all offseason. I would, I would stick with him. Mm. I surely would. I mean, when you think about the quarterback position, it's like, okay, if we move on from Russ, who are you going to go get? So that means you're going to go into your, your bag, go into your pocket, and pay a quarterback like Kirk Cousins? Who, mm-hmm. I think he's a better quarterback than Russ right now, but, like, who are you going to go get? Or get a rookie. Maybe you, you, could, you could build off him a little bit, and maybe you could save money and get some other pieces around him. I just think that right now you have a quarterback that you, can, that you wanted that you got, right? I think in the second season, him and Sean Payton together can, do, can turn this thing around. They had some big wins that we didn't expect them to win, right? They had some turnarounds that we didn't expect to turn around. The defense played a lot better. I just think if you had a good defense, Sean Payton, the, the brilliant mind that you have, bring that back to the Broncos because I didn't see it last year. Russ got to be better. 
You got to be better. True. So I, I think together they can do it. Because I always feel like they always say, is, is greener on the other side? Grass ain't always, grass ain't always Listen, man, I had about four girlfriends, man, and they was right. Oh, of I should have stayed. <laughs> and every oh. time I, I just, oh. I should have stayed with her. And I, and I go, I should stay with her. Then I kept going. Yeah. So now I know the difference. Yeah. Listen, man, Sean Payton, I'm telling you right now, I know you've been married for a long time. Ooh. Please, bro. Stay with Russ, he can get it done. You see the interview, you see the fire in his eyes? Woo. Now, for clarity, for clarity, hold on, hold on, hold on, James. I got questions. I have questions. God is good. All the time. Now, Shady, you should have stayed with the first one or the second one? And the third, like, which one should you have stayed with? This right, and I'll say this. The first one was the best. Yeah, yeah. Then the second one was good. Yeah. No, the second one was great. Yeah. The third one was good. Uh-huh. My now fourth one I get, uh, uh, I won't do it again. Uh, and there won't be no lines with no names. No lines. And if, and if Sean Payne <laughs> do not take my advice, what's gonna happen? He's gonna be sitting like, man, Shady uh, McCoy was right. Uh, he's gonna be going through four. Telling you right now. <laughs> well, he's already gone through two. Russell Wilson, he started, and Jared Stidham, he took over after Russell Wilson was a starter. So we might be on number three. But Joy Taylor, what say you? Should the Broncos move on from Russell Wilson? I think they already have. Mm. I think they're just separated and they're waiting until the kids, you know, graduate high school, mm. let them That's know. That's true. Mm. So they only talk, they don't like call? This, no. this text. They like explaining why they're sleeping in different rooms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hurting on like the mattress in there. All that stuff. I, I mean, what happened last year? Mm. You said That's it. True. Not sure. for the last. This Not is Russell Wilson. So Russell what do you mean? You got for injury? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What? So it's already over, in my opinion. Now, I wouldn't have done that, and I think that Russell Wilson is capable of good things still. I don't know how far he can take you. I don't know what he is at this point, but I certainly think he's more talented than whatever the backup option is. Mm -hmm. And I think if he goes to the right situation, he can still have a lot of success in this league. But it's always been a little little scratchy, a little itchy scratchy with the the relationship. It's not been a good run. Even before Sean Payton got there, it was a disaster. It doesn't really feel like it's a fit for either side at this point. And I actually think that Russell Wilson is playing this very smart. He is. Because in Seattle, mm-hmm. he was very aggressive, kind of anti what his personality is. Mm-hmm. I, here's a list of places I'd like to go, force my way out. There's some rumors about you know, wanting to get certain people fired. This is just, I just mm. want to play. Mm. I just want to win. Yeah. I'd, I'd love to stay in Denver. Keep like playing that, because right now you got everybody on your side. Correct. I'm not really quite sure how good Russ is, but if you start being aggressive again and you go to a new place and you don't start out well, we're going to start counting all those mistakes and all those losses and how things went and examining things with a little bit more of a fine-tooth comb. So I don't think that the Broncos should move on from Russell Wilson, but I think that decision was already made last year. And another thought real quick is, like, I don't think we'll ever see the elite, elite Russ again. But I don't see who else is elite, elite on that offense. Mm-hmm. Got some cool wide receivers, pretty good. But I, I think he needs to be, if you want him to be the, 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 that Russ of, of the old right now, today, he needs some elite weapons. And he doesn't have that. And the running backs or the wide receivers. Yeah. Good, that's some good ones, but yeah. they don't have no elite ones. I, don't yeah. think, I, feel I like. mean, I, I, from what we just learned, um, I think Sean Payton is just like Shady. What you mean? He had a good quarterback and he said, no, no, you on the bench. It's over. I'm going to see if the grass is greener on the other side. So I'm going to start Stenham. And I'm going to go in the draft or in free agency and get my quarterback. Russell Wilson will not be a Denver Bronco. And nor should he want to be a Denver Bronco. All the stuff Sean Payton has done since since he has stepped in the Broncos facilities. Really a lot of disrespect towards Russell Wilson. True. Then right now, we all know, clear as day, Russell Wilson's name was one of them names on that shirt. 
That was crossed out. He was one of the quarterbacks. Who is going to be the next one? It is not going to be Russell Wilson. Sean Payton does not want Russell Wilson, nor should Russell Wilson want to be there with everything he said. You could have held that in. You, you ain't got to say that who's going to be the next one. You, you don't got to say that. So you're letting right. us know that Russell Wilson is not my guy. I've been telling y'all as an organization really since I stepped into this building that Russ is not my guy. Mentally, physically, whatever it may be, because he played solid on the football field and I'm still asking him to take a pay cut. I'm still benching him. I'm still trying to get him out of this building. So for me... This marriage is over. Sean Payton mm. is going to be on his third girlfriend mm. in so many odd years trying to find and see if the grass is greener on the other side. It is not Russell Wilson. It might not be the next one. Walking papers show. He gave her the walking papers. Gave Russ the walking papers, man. <sighs> can I stay can I stay with this analogy for a second? Can I stay with this analogy? Because typically you always hear cited irreconcilable differences. Differences. Mm-hmm. Broncos got irreconcilable differences. Sean Payton, Russell Wilson, you can't come back from what Sean Payton did to Russ. There's not a world as a pro athlete where a coach and an organization can ask you, one, to defer your injury guarantee because what they are saying, without saying it is, we low-key hope you get hurt. Exactly. Hmm. There's no reason to want to push an injury guarantee unless, in the back (laughs) of our mind, we think you might get hurt. And if you do get hurt, we need to make sure we profit and benefit from that. So it is implied by asking Russell Wilson to defer his injury guarantee that we, to some degree, not overtly, subtly, hope you get hurt. Because if and when you get hurt, we get off the hook. That's the first thing. The second thing is you can't bench a player for a good play and then try to start him the next year. That's bad math. That's bad math. And then. And it don't add up. And then lastly, if they know you on a trade block, it's hard to come back from that. Mm-hmm. Like, Shady, to my knowledge, when you were in Philly and you got traded, it was a surprise to everybody. Like, we did not know yeah. that you was going to get out of there. Had no idea. <laughs> Conversely, when we traded Nick Foles and acquired Sam Bradford, we all knew, Shady, you were gone at the time, I believe. We all knew, Sam Bradford, you was just a pawn in the scheme. It was a 2014 NFL draft, if I'm not mistaken. It may have been the 2013 NFL draft. Quarterback one was Jameis Winston. Quarterback two was Marcus Mariota. Marcus Mariota had won a Heisman for Oregon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chip Kelly wanted Mariota. We thought that the Tennessee Titans wanted Sam Bradford. So we acquired Sam Bradford in hopes that we could trade him to the Titans, get the number two overall pick, and draft Mariota. Bradford knew he was just a pawn in the scheme. So we was just passing time, passing time, passing time. Right now, Russell Wilson is just a pawn in the scheme. That's the 2015 draft apologies. So Russ can't start. Like Joy said, he's already gone. Oh. This is already over. The relationship is already severed. But Shady, assuming it is severed, you mentioned this yesterday, Russell Wilson to the Steelers makes a lot of sense. But would Russ make the Steelers legit contenders? <clears throat> well, you say contenders, Super Bowl, right? Of course. Just for the last couple of years, I was wondering, how the hell does Mike Tomlin get the Steelers team to the playoffs? Who can win with that type of team? Who? who? Right? And he can. And now if you add on a quarterback, right, they don't have to do much. We're not asking you to come here and save the day, Russ. Let's be a solid quarterback. Let's be good. Scramble, you got to scramble from time to time. We're going to run the ball extremely well. That's and, it. and that's it. So, yes, if, I think if Russell goes to the Steelers, they will be a contender. They'll be a contender for yeah. sure. Mm. Without a doubt, though, what you say? Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, uh, right now, if we're really looking around the league, there aren't really that many teams that we feel right now going into next year as they're currently constructed are true contenders. Yeah. But a lot can happen throughout a season. Mm-hmm. Mike Tomlin always has the Steelers in, in contention for the no playoffs. No matter what. And once you get there, 
who knows what can happen? It's always been the quarterback position, really for the past five, six years. I mean, Ben Roethlisberger was not playing his best towards the end of his no, career. No, And it's been very up and down since then. And despite that, they've always had a winning season. They have a great defense. They really win through defense. And they can run the ball a bit better. And he, they're going to have elite playmakers, as they always do on the offensive side of the ball, because they draft really well and develop. I think this is a great addition. I don't think he needs to come in and reinvent the wheel in Pittsburgh. He doesn't have to be the vocal leader. He doesn't have to create a culture. He doesn't have to be the true quarterback away with everything else that we didn't know that Denver didn't have when they brought in Nathaniel Hackett. That's what I really think happened in Denver, is that we thought Denver was Pittsburgh. They're just a quarterback away. They have all these things. They have, they have, they have a culture. They have playmakers. They have a defense. They have a running game. All they need is a quarterback. Yeah. They didn't need all that. They needed a whole lot more. Yeah. And then that fell yeah. on Russ and, and, and a first-time head coach and Nathaniel Hackett, and it all fell apart, and it was really, really bad. I don't think that's the situation in Pittsburgh. It's not going to fall apart. You don't have a first-time head coach. You have a solid defense. You have weapons that you can work with on offense. You have a system. So I think it's a great situation. Do I think he will take them to a Super Bowl right away? No, I don't think so. But I do think that they'll be in contention. They'll be in the playoffs. And once you get to the dance – Mm-hmm. And, There's a lot and another thing is, like, I, the Steelers from the Broncos, from, from my opinion, is they don't make excuses. Yeah, we know our quarterback's not that good. Yeah, we know our backup's not that good, right? Yeah, our running game's up and down at times. But on defense, we're going to make plays, right? Yeah, yeah we're going to make plays on special teams. And then we're going to give it, our offense a, a chance at the end of the game to make a play to win the game. That's what the Steelers are. I feel like with the Broncos, it's always an excuse. Man, it's Russ's fault. It's new coach fault. Defense yeah. is this. Defense is They don't do that in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. If I told you that your quarterback, Russell Wilson, had 230 yards, a game, right? That's not great, but it's, it's cool. I'm not even talking about no rushing yards. Yeah. The guy had 29 touchdowns. I'm sure every player mm-hmm. on the Steelers defense would take that. <laughs> they would take that, though. Because they play with quarterbacks, and I hate to say it because yeah. Kenny Pickett is my dog. He's from Pittsburgh. <laughs> but it is what it is. It's yeah, my job. What it did. Do he job. didn't give them none. Yeah. They would take that. Here's, the, here's oh. the only dilemma, though, Jay. Um, both Jays, Joy Taylor and James Jones, is if you put Russ in that AFC North, He's still the third, maybe fourth best quarterback in that division. That's cool. Because Lamar's still there. Mm-hmm. Burrow's still there. Russell Wilson's last two years and Deshaun Watson's last two years are both equal. Okay. Two years ago, they were both very, very bad. Obviously, Deshaun Watson came back from the suspension and whatnot. And last year, Deshaun Watson wasn't great, but by record, he was good. Russell Wilson was kind of good. By record, he was okay. So if you put Russ on the Steelers... I don't know that he makes them any different. The Steelers are always contenders because they, all, they don't ever have losing records. Yeah. Now, are they legit, legit Super Bowl contenders? No. I don't think by adding Russell Wilson to the Steelers they are because you still got Burrow, you still got Lamar, and at this junction in time, Burrow and Lamar appear to be better than Russell Wilson, and Deshaun Watson appears to be equal to Russell Wilson. So I still don't know if Russ will make the Steelers from 10-7 and 7 to 13-4 and 4 and in the AFC championship game. I don't know that oh, I can see that. Yeah. He's, well, beat, he's beat them, though. They yeah. beat him without Russ. Yeah. Yeah. They beat him with no quarterbacks. It's, it's a couple things we got we to gotta get here. Number one, Sean Payton playing the game. Russ, you play the game. No matter what, you do $39 million. So if I was Russell Wilson, right now, today, I'm at cut me. I'm letting the world know. Twitter, phone call, somebody, somebody podcast, cut me. <laughs> right? I'm going to get me a little hotel in Pittsburgh. Oh, he training out here. Yes, I am. Just sign me for veteran minimum because I got 39 million plus veteran minimum. I'm good. Tomlin, let's go compete and try to win a Super Bowl because what we do know is Kenny Pickett and Mason Rudolph is not taking you through Josh Allen and Patty Mahomes. What we do know is Russell Wilson with a Broncos team beat Patty and Josh. Mm -hmm. He did. 
That's true. You know, so at least you are putting yourself in a better situation to go compete for a championship. If Russell Wilson and T.J. Watt is healthy and Highsmith on the other side is yeah. healthy and his defense is healthy, it ain't going to be too many playoff games they're going to go in that we're going to be surprised if they win it with Russell Wilson. You put yourself in a position to go compete for a championship. Right now, as the Pittsburgh Steelers, you're not built to go win no championship strictly because what you have at the quarterback spot. You're not going through Joe Burrow. You're not going through Josh. You're not going through Patty. You're not going through Lamar. It's not happening yeah. unless you upgrade at the quarterback spot. I believe Russell Wilson is that upgrade, and you can get him for extremely cheap. But question for all of you all, would you not still say that if Russell Wilson were to go to the Steelers, that the quarterback position is still holding the Steelers back? Last year, we would all have said the quarterback position is holding the Steelers back. If Russ goes to the Steelers, the running game would probably still be better than Russ, comparatively speaking. The wide receivers and George Pickens, James, remind me with the other wide receivers. Yeah, Johnson, Johnson. Johnson. Yeah. The wide receivers, they, they've, they've still shown end. that they can play. Tight end, really tight end young boy, shown yeah. that he can play. Defense, you know that they can play. So even if Russ goes to the team, Joy, would we not still in six months have the conversation of, man, if the Steelers just had a better quarterback? If they just had Joe, if they just had Lamar, don't y'all still think we'd be having the same conversation, just a more elevated conversation? Maybe, but I don't think that Russ has played in a situation like Pittsburgh since he was in Seattle. I don't think Denver has been that situation. Seattle had a really great head coach in Pete Carroll. Seattle mm -hmm. had a good defense. Seattle had a system. He was comfortable there. He knew what was going on. Seattle had a culture. That wasn't what was going on in Denver. So... While I'm not completely erasing what's happened the last two years with Russ, because it's been two years, it's been in the middle. The first year was really bad. The second year was a little bit better. They did have a, a stretch where they were 6-1 and one mm -hmm. during the season. That did happen. He did beat those teams. teams that you're yes. talking about. Like, they, they did improve. They just don't want Russ in the long term for whatever reason, whether it's personality, whether it's the money, whether they don't think they can win with him. At this point, it doesn't really matter. I truly think that Pittsburgh is a more unique and better situation for Russ. It's much closer to what he had in Seattle. Think yes, about, think about what, what we're saying. We're saying this very flippantly, right? Like, okay, Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season. Mike Tomlin is getting this team to the playoffs with, with Kenny Pickett, with Mason Rudolph. That, that ain't even it. There's other, there's other quarterbacks that are playing. Trubisky? Yeah, yes. He's winning games with these guys. So what is the definition of a great coach? What, what do we always say? We throw this out a lot. Great coach is a genius. Genius coaches. Everyone's an offensive genius. Everybody's a defensive genius. Winning, a, 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 winning with less. Winning with less, but also putting your players in a position to, to play at the highest level that they can play. If he's putting guys like that in a position to win games in the NFL against teams on the other side who can plan for that level of talent, what can you do with someone who has won a Super Bowl, who is hungry? who has had games where he's played at a higher level than all those guys as recently as last year. So I can't sit here and say, okay, it doesn't matter. It, like, it, there's, they're not going to be able to compete with Joe Burrow and Lamar Jackson. They do every single year. They, they, they yeah. split with them every single year. And I don't know what Deshaun Watson is. So I don't, like, I know that Kevin Stefanski had a really nice year coaching with a lot of mm -hmm. random quarterbacks as well. But I'm not ready to trust that organization that they're just going to come Reed. in and play at the same level. So I, I don't think that I can just sit, sit here and flippantly say that, they, that he will be the problem. But do we know what Russ is? I say that to say oftentimes when things are over, we try to wax more poetically than it actually was. Yeah. We might think more fondly about our high school career, our college career, this relationship, that relationship, this working experience. We might try to think more fondly of it because 
let's remember, we don't really know who and what Russell Wilson is either. We lo- I love Russell as a person. You talked to him at the Super Bowl. I did the same. But it's not like we know who Russell Wilson is as a player right now. Yeah. He had a terrible year under Hackett. He had a year. good year, good, yeah, better yeah, year good with year. Uh, Sean Payton. Right. We don't really know what he is as a runner. He's been as bad as a runner at the quarterback position as he has been in his NFL career. We don't know. So do we really know, James Jones, you're looking at me intrigued. Do we really know what and who Russell Wilson yeah. is right now either? I'm just saying, I, because I go off of what have you done for me lately. Yep. So last year, his first year under Hackett, Hackett that's gone. I'm just looking at what Russell Wilson did this year. If he was just the same player that he was this year for the Pittsburgh Steelers, right, they probably going to win some more games. A lot more games. They might even have a home playoff game. Who knows? But I think with Russell Wilson, wherever the game is in the playoffs, because Tomlin has showed you whoever I got, I'm going to be in the playoffs. Yeah, his, so wherever the game is at with Russell Wilson, I truly feel like you have a chance to make some noise. Russ did a really good job this year with his legs. We had topics is the old Russ That's back. Right, yeah. He was winning games in the fourth quarter, ball in his hands. We had those conversations, right? We all were surprised when they benched him because he was playing so well. Like, Russell Wilson played football at a decent level this year that none of the Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback played true. at. And they still were in the playoffs. Very true. So with me, for me, with Russell Wilson, I think Coach Tomlin, with the job he does with that defense, with the playmakers on that offensive side of the ball, I'm flying to Pittsburgh right now. I'm training. What, what's the high school out there in uh, Pittsburgh? Woody, that's Woody High. Woody High. I'm training there, and I'm saying, hey, just sign me for veteran minimum. <laughs> Let me come out here and help y'all win some games. That's no it. doubt about it. No doubt about it. Well, Cam Newton has been the talk of the sports world lately. He got into a scuffle at a youth tournament. It did not go well for really anybody besides Cam Newton physically. But how bad does this look on Cam Newton? Come on now, Cam. NFL MVP. Scuffling, we have to weigh in on that next. You don't want to miss that conversation. Don't forget, check us out every day on the Fox Sports Channel on Sirius XM. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Family, we are in seconds. What, 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 what? Sorry, that was an overhand <laughs> punch, my bad. It was quick, too. Wasn't it quick? I was just one walk. <laughs> Family, taking it short. Y'all can see what's going on. It was chaos at the 7-7 seven seven tournament. Cam Newton takes on a flurry of punches. He's trying to hold people back, involved in a huge altercation at that tournament in Atlanta. The whole sports world has been talking about it. Thank y'all for hanging with us. This is really the conversation of the day. The more I was thinking about this, Joy, the more I'm like, yo, this is not a good look. It's not a good look. It's not a good look for nobody. It's not a good look for Cam. Because why in the world are you, the great Cam Newton, NFL MVP, Super Bowl attendee, the great Cam Newton, you involved in a scuffle at a youth camp. I understand, Cam, that it may not have been your fault. Although the other individuals have come out more recently and said that, Cam, you started it. But even the fact that you involved in a scuffle, think 33, 34, 35-year-old Cam Newton. Like, what are you doing even in this type of 
complication. It's just nonsense to me. So I do not blame Cam for the altercation. I don't. But we've had these conversations privately. We've had these conversations publicly. When you get to a certain level, Keep yourself away from the nonsense. When you get to a certain level, don't even mess around with the, with the foolishness. And to me, Cam Newton's at that level. He don't need to be going back and forth with kids at camps. He don't need to be squabbling with cats on social media. Cam's greater than all that. So to me, it's a bad look, Joy. It's a bad, bad look for all involved, particularly Cam Newton. Well, on this block, can we uh, refer to Cam as Coach Newton? <laughs> They attacked the coach, so can we say Coach Newton, please? Uh, Joy, what you think? Uh, how, how did they say he started it? They said that Cam had been talking that talk, been talking uh, for weeks and talking for months now, uh, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Yeah. So Cam, Sam, Cam put hands on somebody or? No. He just no. Talked. no. So he, he just talking. was talking. He was talking. He was talking at so, Cam. So somebody got their feelings hurt. That, that's what it sounds that's like. That's what it sounds that's like. what it sounds like to me. Sounds like somebody got your feelings hurt. Yeah. All right, um, this is the segment where we're going to keep it real. I'm keep not... <laughs> I, am, I, like I am not a, a violence-free person. I'm with you, Joy. I'm not hurt. Time, you got to put hands on I don't? Me. She <laughs> said she's not a violent person. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. So she is violent. Oh, yeah. oh, I heard that part. Correct. Correct. She is double correct. negative. She's no, I know. I'm a tiny little person. People don't think that, and that's fine. You can think whatever you want. Just keep that thinking and that feeling over there <laughs> so that we don't have to find oh, out. Oh, Joy. So, <laughs> at the end of the day... At the end of the day, these are all grown men. Yeah. So if you are so in your feelings at a youth football camp that you feel the need to jump another grown man, I'm sorry, the bad look remains only on one side. This ain't even a fair one. At least give me a fair one. Right. This is a very specific type of behavior, Shady. Correct, James? Yep. And a fair one is one-on-one. It is one-on-one. There's a bunch of y'all, and you're all getting thrown around. So what do you expect me to do? How am I supposed to find empathy for this situation when there's multiple of you mm-hmm. and only one of him? And y'all still lost. Yeah. Terribly. Embarrassing. We all saw it. We watched it many, many times. I watched it. Too. This is a very specific wow. type of behavior. I would like to keep my job, so I'm going to move on from describing it any further. Yeah, yeah. The, the short answer is no. This is not a bad look for Cam. If I am jumped by multiple people, how, am, how is that my fault? Did I put hands on somebody? Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. What Cam should do is stop going out to these camps. Mm. You, wanna, you say don't put yourself in these positions. Mm-hmm. Clearly, this is an environment where people do not know how to behave as adults. Mm. I'm sorry. I hold adults to a higher standard than I hold children to, yes, than I hold teenagers to. We do as a society. We do in law. We do in how we pay people. What are we talking about here? This is not a group of children. These are grown men. What would you like me to say to you? I don't even, I don't know. What do you want me to say to you? This is insane behavior. You jumped a man at a youth football camp, and not just any man, a man that does not have to be there, a man that knows, has forgotten more about football than any of you know, has played it at the highest level, and is giving his time, which he doesn't have to do because he has plenty of money to be around children. It is not a bad look for him at all. It is a bad look for the the people that jumped him. That's it. Let me take you guys in this 707 world, because I'm, I'm in it. I'm in the 707 world. So I have been at a lot of tournaments with Cam Newton, right? Number one, the problem is not the kids. 97% of this is the parents and the coaches. I have very rarely seen kids on the field in each other's faces just start chunking them, just start fighting. Chunking them mean, well, yeah, we fight, right? Very rarely see it. 
Parents in the parking lot, on the field, after the games, whatever, you see a lot of that, right? Trash talking is the seven-on-seven world. Let me let me get that. Let me let me let everybody know and get that get that straight. The NFL just started allowing people to celebrate in the end zone. Maybe the last couple years they said you can get up in that end zone in the National Football League and create whatever you want to create and celebrate with your teammates. You couldn't do that before. That was a penalty. They got that from seven on seven. These kids create all type of dances. They scoring a touchdown, hitting all type of backflips. They jumping over people, mossing people. They all in their face doing dances. That's part of the seven-on-seven culture, right? We played – my kids played an undefeated team. They've never lost. We played them in a championship. My son is 10 years old. We beat them, right? Me and the coach had a little words. Ain't no nothing thrown. We played him this season in the first seven-on-seven tournament. He pulled up in the parking lot playing the song that get back him up. <laughs> that's what he playing. I'm like, cool, that's what we want is competition. I'm cool with the trash talking. Never no blows thrown. But for them to come out like Cam talking trash, all y'all talk trash. And y'all started talking trash to Cam Newton first because you know what Cam Newton is about. Being an MVP, the high, playing at the highest level, being in the Super Bowl, you competing against him, right? It ain't your kids competing against his kids. It's the coaches competing against Cam. And now that Cam may be saying some of this, talking some junk and all that, now you in your feelings. You started talking this junk. I've been in a lot of these tournaments. I didn't have nothing to say to Buddy. We finna play this game, bro. The kids got to play. I'm cool with the get back. They end up beating us, but we dapped it up after. He like, hey, bro, you got some dogs over there that can play this game? That's how it's supposed to be. Even if Cam is talking some junk, you guys are adults, like Joy said. This should never came to what it came to. But that's the seven-on-seven world. I just, I just, I mean, I don't think it's a bad look for Cam. I think it's a bad look for all the parents, right? Because now, if, let's say Cam, so you know what, tomorrow I'm done with it, right? I don't want to be here no more. Mm-hmm. Who gets affected? The kids. The kids. You think the kids don't love to see Cam Newton there? They, you think they don't love to see a guy that they want to be like one day? And he can show him how to do this, show him how to do that. Little, little cheat codes. And Cam's such a personable person. I'm sure he's FaceTiming other players, um, yep. sh- showing them different plays, teach them different things. And now he might not do that because y'all want to come in there and, and be jealous because he's talking trash? Mm-hmm. That's football. When I was six years old to when I'm 30 years old, we, we talk trash. That's what it is. I was talking trash then to me. Come on. <laughs> I, just, I, just, I just hate it because, I mean, like, it, it puts a, a bad look on what's going on. You would think a guy like Kim Luna could come back to the community and show the kids something different. Yeah. And now y'all fighting like that's that's terrible, man. And, he, and, and the last part is this, though. And if he really wanted to, he could really whoop them boys. Mm-hmm. Right? And then y'all have been crying and trying to sue him. Yep. I've been there before. Yeah. Everybody do all that talking to it get hot. Mm-hmm. When they get hot, Ooh. they start calling them cops and they start suing you. <laughs> right? That's the truth of it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just happy that Cam is safe and he's not harmed, right? And, and I'm happy that they're not, they're not harmed either. But I just hate that going forward, now other NFL players like yourself and other guys that may have teams or players or, or, or um, kids that's involved in seven-on-seven tournaments, they say, you know what, I might not go. Mm-hmm. I might just go for a little bit, go in the stands, go so they don't even see me, and now the kids can't even see certain heroes that they might look up to. Yeah. yeah. My issue, though, the re- only reason I'm, I'm frustrated by the whole situation is because Cam got too much to lose. Like, I'm, I'm cool with all – I'm even cool with talking about fighting. That's cool and all, but I always remember if I fight you and I win, what do I win? What did Cam gain by it, by all of this? That's, that's where I'm at with it, Joy. That's where I'm at with it, 2-5. It's like, it's cool to, you know, I'm about that action. I'm about that life. Oh, you ain't trying to, you ain't trying to try me? Cool. 
But Cam, you have too much to lose. They don't have anything to lose. To this day, I still don't know their names. Yeah. I know the acronym of the league, yeah. but I still don't know their names. We know your name, Cam Newton. Mm -hmm. Furthermore, it wasn't that long ago that we saw a legitimate tragedy at a youth event because there was a shooting between adults about a kid's game. Yeah. Yeah. About a kid's game. So where I'm at with it, like, I'm cool with, I'm about that action. What, what, I'm about that cool. Oh, Go ahead, oh, talk oh. to me. What should he do, though? What do you want to do? I don't like What do you want him to do? I don't like the fact that Cam Newton even, even engages in such this low-level nonsense. Going back to low, 2021. Low level nonsense is what? Going back to 2021. When he's arguing with kids, like I don't, I don't even like. That's part of it. That's part of it. But that's part of it when you are a part of it. Where I'm at with Cam I'll is disagree, like, bro. where I'm at with Cam is like, what did he do? why are we reading about this with Cam? Cam is here. But Cam is yeah, here. Here's my question though: What team does Cam Newton play for? Nobody. Nobody in the NFL. What organization does he work for as an executive? Nobody's. Cam Newton is a retired. NFL player, self-employed, does own little podcast, has multiple other successful businesses, is a personality. He don't work for no team. He don't. He don't play for a team. He's not representing the league. This really is is actually a non-story. Cam Newton getting into an altercation is only because Cam is a big personality. Cam doesn't owe the standard of behavior to anyone. He's not. He's not a current NFL player. He's, he is now a, a, a former NFL player mm -hmm. of high prestige, of course, which is why it is a story. But what's, what, is this, what is this scar on his? Like, is this like a, a mark on his legacy or something? Like, this is, hurts his reputation? Like, what, what does that even mean that it's like a bad look for him? It's not a bad look to be involved in youth sports. He is giving his yeah. time that he doesn't have to give to be actively involved. And anyone who knows Cam... Mm -hmm knows that he is a big personality. He is a very generous energy. He is talking to people. Mm -hmm. He's involved. He's looking you in the eye when he's talking to you. And he's giving that to the kids as well. And part of football, an extremely violent, high-energy sport, is talking trash. If you can't handle that, you might as well yeah. stop now. And, talk, and talking trash shouldn't, shouldn't end up getting punched in your face. Exactly. No. So when no. I'm at, when I, and I see you, I hear what you're saying about who he is, and I get that, right? No, no big name should be in some stuff like this. But my question to you is like, What's he supposed to do? Rushing. I'm asking you, what would you do? I, I, I wouldn't be in a situation in the first place. You're not going to talk trash. But let, let, let's say that. Oh, I'm not, I'm not going to talk trash if I feel like this is where it's going to end up. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I, mean, like, I, don't, I don't know if he thought that he's going to get punched, punched talking trash at a 707. I guess it's like this. James, let's go back to your story yeah, for a yeah, second. Yeah. Now, get back. You were, we, already, we all know the song. The Niners played it uh, before the Eagles <laughs> game. Get back. The, whole, the whole Niners <laughs> played it before the Eagles game, and they got their get back, too. Yeah. You could have escalated that situation. I could have. Now, I wasn't yeah. there, but based on the story you told yeah. me, dude playing a song in the parking lot, no you could have escalated yeah, the situation. Yeah. Yeah. But you diffused the situation. No question. I'm all laughing at him. Let the boys compete. No Let the boys play. All I'm saying is I would prefer, because yeah. that situation could have occurred with JJ, yeah. and next thing you know, we could have been reading about James Jones, this, that, and the third. I just would have preferred it not turn out like yeah. that because it's Cam yeah. Newton. And I, and I hear what you're saying, but I've been in other situations, too. <laughs> <laughs> And this one thing I do know, one thing I do know is I know where I stand. I'm on this show today, you know, work for the Raiders, all that type of stuff. Disrespect will not be tolerated. Mm. So at the end of the day, for me, mm. I don't even be thinking about you, Acho. <laughs> you disrespected me out here, that will not be tolerated. So sometimes well, as let me a ask man, you this. Let me ask you it's this. like I See, know what I have to lose, Let's have but a, that ain't going to be tolerated my, out here, like, man. So... Words, I mean, I get it. It's words. No doubt. I, that's no one doubt. part of it. But when you, when you like, 
You trying to get me? Like, yeah. what, what you want this man to do? No, what I, let's go back to this, because now this is a bigger conversation. This is, uh, I think it's a sociology, sociological conversation. You say words will not be tolerated. Cool. Disrespect. Disrespect not going to be tolerated. Okay, so you, th- you, you throw hands. You win. What do you win? Like, what, what do you get, James? Like, okay, so you, what do you get? Like, do, you, do your sons get, no. give you a father of the year award? So, do you get a hands so, of the year so, award? So do you this, get, so like, what is, do you win? This is the thing. As a coach and as a father and as a mentor of these kids, you're never going to see J.J. rushing somebody like Cam Newton got rushed. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm always going to protect myself. No question. So if that happened to where they rushed me, you like, J.J. ain't just pulling nobody. Yep. <laughs> and the people I know that's with me, my coaches and all that, they're not pulling nobody off neither. It's, <laughs> it's going to be something like that. So, But what I'm saying is, is, in that situation, there's really nothing Cam could do. I felt like Cam handled himself Perfectly. the Perfectly. best Perfectly. way he could because he didn't throw no punches. Yep. He didn't do none of that. As a coach and as a mentor, I always said, like, let the kids play, right? You could be doing all that wolfing over there. We all know talking trash is talking trash. Until you get up on me and you put your hands on me, that's something, something different, right? Obviously, with Cam, he rushed him. Cam did a really good job. I will never put myself in that situation as a coach where I'm rushing somebody. Well, you put yourself in a situation to get rushed. That's the responsibility of the other person. (laughs) Like, that's not, you can't control out some some other grown man losing his composure. And it wasn't even one. It was three of them. There is an assumption that maybe perhaps we need to drop that this is really about the kids. And it's not. It's It's about the adults. It's about all these people trying to live vicariously through their children, trying to have some some grasp to fame and glory that they never achieved. So they're getting in their feelings about, oh, my kid didn't do this and da-da-da-da. Like, this is... This is about adults acting like children and being a terrible example for the youth that they are supposed to be responsible for. I have seen Cam Newton's team about to get ready to play and Cam Newton on the sideline. And this other team walking up like the 49ers with a boombox and everything. We finna bust Cam. We, Cam ain't playing. Cam is not playing. Cam, Cam, but that's the coaches. Yeah. Like, they have put that in their kids, and they turn it into them versus Cam. And that's why you get these situations like this to where they rushing them Did we see the same thing? About the Did we see the same thing this year in college football with Colorado? I think we all talked about that, right? That most teams wanted to beat Dion. Yeah. Like, they weren't even trying to beat the players. Shador, Travis, Shiloh, amongst oh, others. Yeah. They wanted to beat that's Dion. True. I think we saw that in college as well. Yeah. It's interesting. I agree. I think Cam handled it as well as he could have. Glad it did not get any worse for anybody involved, particularly Cam Newton. Well, Justin Fields, it might get worse for him on the football field because the Bears have the number one overall pick and they are looking to replace him. However, a wide receiver, star wide receiver, came to the defense of Justin Fields, DJ Moore. He said, hey, he better than all the quarterbacks in the class. Let's talk about it next on Speed. All right, family, let's get to third and long. This is the most important topic right now in the NFL world. The Chicago Bears, what should they do with the number one overall pick? They have Justin Fields, a quarterback, but Caleb Williams, one of the most talented quarterbacks we have ever seen, is coming out of the N- for the NFL draft this year. Star wide receiver, DJ Moore, teammate of Caleb Williams, he said, quote, of autumn draft prospects, I still don't think they compare to Justin right now. Essentially saying Fields is better than all of the cats. Caleb Williams, Drake May, Michael Penix, J.J. McCarthy, amongst others. James Jones, you played yeah. wide receiver at a high level in the National Football League. So you understand better than anybody on television where D.J. Moore is coming from. But do you like him defending Justin Fields? I love it. I love it. And, and, and I think he's right because as a receiver – 
you got to build so much chemistry with a quarterback. You know, the quarterback knows how you're running your in route. He knows how you're running your comeback route. He knows you may give a little something at the top of the route. He knows you may spend a little bit more time on your release. Him and Justin Fields know each other. So you telling me that I'll, you want me to go out here with a rookie that I don't know, that I got to build all that stuff with. My man had 1,300 yards, 96 catches, 19. These all career highs. 1,300 yards. 13, almost 1,400 yards under, un, under Justin Fields. He is, he is a great player. But I have built that chemistry with Justin Fields. I'm not trying to have a rookie come in here. And he might be good, but I don't know. He's in college. We all know the quarterback play from college to the pros is totally different. Sure. You, it is a totally different thing. So, yes, there's some talented quarterbacks in the draft, but I don't know if they're going to be Justin. You know, once they step in here, I do know with me playing with Justin Fields, how it's going to look. I remember when I was a rookie and not comparing none of these quarterbacks to Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. But when I was a rookie, I was with the twos the whole time. Brett Favre was a starter. Aaron Rodgers was a backup. I'm in training camp with the twos the whole time. Friday before our first preseason game, I'm over there. Shady, y'all know I'm over there messing around with the rookies. Coach say Zebra. That's our three wide personnel. I hear it. He like, J.J., you ain't paying attention. I heard it. He said, Zebra, I ain't on the one Zebra, you know. So he like, go, get Robert Ferguson out. I'm so I'm like, I, I went in, got Robert Ferguson out. Brett Favre, Donald Driver, Greg Jennings all looked me in the huddle like they, oh, shoot. We know, we know what's going on. J.J. in, Ferg out. J. So after the practice, I went up to coach and I said, I don't want to go out there with Brett Favre. I don't want to start. I've been out here with Aaron. Aaron know how I run my routes. Brett don't know how I run my routes. He with the ones. I've been with the twos. Put me out there with Aaron. He's like, you're going out here with the ones. I said, well, at least let me play the whole preseason game so I can play with Aaron. Because I'm trying to show the world what yeah, I, I can, can do. Two, but yeah. I knew the chemistry that I, I had with yeah, Aaron. That's, that's, yeah. I ain't trying to build that with Brett right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying that's to make real. this team and show these boys what I got. And I think that's what he's trying to say. I know what Justin is. Justin knows what I am. I want just phenomenal story, but I feel like you are like DJ Moore. Y'all are looking through the keyhole. Y'all got to open up the door. Mm. And the dilemma is you're only looking at that very, very narrow vantage point of James Jones yeah. and DJ Moore. But that very narrow vantage point doesn't tell you that Brett Favre is Brett Favre. Yeah. It doesn't tell DJ Moore that Caleb Williams is a much better player, more than likely than not than Justin Fields. So stop looking about at yourself. Stop thinking about yourself. Think about the whole entirety mm. of the organization, of the franchise. For James Jones, Aaron Rodgers is better. But at that time for the Green Bay Packers, Brett Favre was better. For DJ Moore, of course, Justin Fields may be better. But for the Chicago Bears, Justin, Caleb Williams is better. So, Joy, I don't like it. Not that I don't like a receiver defending his quarterback. I love that. But I don't like it because don't add unnecessary pressure and tension to ownership coaches amongst others. Because now when they go draft Caleb Williams, now they went against you. Now they went against what you said. Now they got to go to you. Hey, DJ. Hey, man, you know, you know, because they don't want to run you hot either. They're not trying to upset DJ. So, hey, just so you know, we're going to move on from Justin. Don't make it unnecessary, bro. That's all that unnecessary extracurricular drama is what got the Eagles of 2003, 2004 in trouble. We've seen that before. Terrell Owens, uh, Donovan oh, McNabb, Ryan West, but Shady knows way better than anybody else preaching to the choir. I don't like when players start to try to get involved in these type of decisions. It never works well. Hey, how'd you say that? Gotta ride for your brother, though. Get out the keyhole and get yeah. to the door. <laughs> like, like, like the screen door is open. Open that and come to the big door. I like that. I like that. Two five. That was nice. That was nice. Yeah, that was good. It's a little keyhole. In the I mean, like that does he like 
having career highs? Yes, he does. Or does he like winning games? Because how many mm. games has Justin Fields? We got over here. Jimmy Arthur. That's good. The door rolls down to the door down to the 28. 10 and 28? 10 and 28, I believe. I don't don't quote me on that, though, but it's something. I mean, I feel him if he likes everybody. I mean, everybody likes career highs. Everybody likes to have the best that they can do. And that's really what he's answering. He's saying, as far as I am concerned, as far as what I think, I, I, I think that this works because of me. But for the team, mm. for the winning, mm. and I like Justin Fields, yeah. but yeah. the 10 wins is 10 wins. That's 10. That is not a lot True. in three years. It's a lot. That's, that's, that's not a lot. It's not great. However we so, start. like, that, that number, not DJ Moore's numbers, that number is yeah. the reason why we are even having this conversation. Correct. Because if he was winning games, mm-hmm. forget what he looked like. Yeah, if he was yeah. winning games, we, be this we would be talking about who is trading up into the number yes. one spot how many first-round picks should they be offering? Yeah. What is too egregious? Where sh- should should Caleb Williams end up? This would not even be on the table. So I, I, I hear him, and I like that he is speaking his mind. I actually don't have a problem with him saying this at all. Yes, it does add unnecessary pressure, but, you know, we ask athletes to come on these shows and do interviews True. and be authentic and be honest, and when they're honest, we're like, don't say that. Say the thing that you're supposed to say. I don't like that. Say what you want to say. No, there's repercussions to saying what you want to say, but say what you want to say. <laughs> and you know, the reality is he's right right now. We don't know what any of these prospects are. There are always busts. There's always reaches. There's always guys that we think are going to be incredible that are just okay and vice versa. I mean, we can talk about some guys that are in the league now that were huge prospects coming in Thank that you. have over... Well, I, was, I mean, I was kind of talking about Trevor Lawrence, but like, you know, guys that haven't necessarily played up to the level that we thought they were going to play. I mean, the, he, we were talking about him being an NFL player after his freshman year. Oh, Trevor Lawrence? Yeah. yeah. Was I not right on him? Was well, I not right on him? I Sorry. mean, no, he still has some time. But the point is, we don't know what any of these guys are. He is right about that. And we don't know what he's going to look like with any of these guys. But look through the keyhole. What is it? That was nice. <laughs> you said a nice one too, though. look through the keyhole. Open up the door. Open up the door. The you open the door. Yeah, that one eye get blurry. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like, I see just my stats. Yeah. When you open the door, yeah, you got blurry, 10 you wins in three yeah. years. Correct. You got oh, Caleb yeah. Williams on the table. You have jobs from everybody in the front office, all the coaching staff. Great. You have trades and, and people that are going to get cut if they have another slow start. You have fans that are going to be outraged. There's a lot more on the table than just statistics. I mean, I actually like what, what, what DJ Moore said, though. If I'm thinking about myself back in the day when I was running the ball for the Eagles or whoever I was running the ball for at the time, and I never looked at college, right? So if they drafted a, 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 a lineman, like, I was happy because, like, oh, we got a new lineman. But I don't know if he was really good. Yeah, <laughs> they might have said he was. Yeah. Josh Allen. Um, at the time, when we, when we drafted him in, uh, in uh, Buffalo, Sean McDermott brought me, um, Kyle Williams, and uh, Lorenzo Alexander, who's oh, the captain. Yep. Hey, we're thinking about getting this quarterback. Da, 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 da. He's from Wyoming. I'm like, Wyoming? <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we really going to get him? Yeah. It's time for me to leave. <laughs> Get me out of here. But, but to his defense, we had Tyrod Taylor. I'm like, y'all, I'm cool with Tyrod. I like Tyrod. He's, a rookie. He's not a rookie. He knows what's going on. He knows the system. He knows the checks to make. He knows how I, how I like my, my screen pass. He knows how I like my one-on-ones. Like, we knew each other. I don't want to go to another rookie. Now, we drafted Josh. I was like, oh, wow, this guy's really, really good. So my, my point is, you don't really know what's really in the draft. Yeah. You don't really watch the, the, the college games. Yeah. Unless it's your college you played for. It, right? I would watch Pittsburgh all the time. No doubt. So my thing is, like, I get what he's trying to say. Like, man, give me my guy at 13 yards. What do you have? 96 catches. Yeah, give, me, give me all that. Yeah, give me all that. Right? He <laughs> might can't win games. He might can't yeah. throw for 300 yards. Yeah. Not once in his whole career. No, I'm 
That's that's real. Yeah. That's real. You don't have one 300 yard game. One time. Oh, he okay. That's one time. I mean, I mean, God, I mean, 40 games. Anyway, that's what it is. I'm and I and I, I I'm okay with that. To go out and get a rookie, I don't know what he's gonna look like. Yeah. But I will say this though, DJ. 13 yards is really, really good. You get Kelly Williams in there, though, ooh, by week eight, by week nine? You have your superstar quarterback, man. Kelly Williams like that, like that, like that. No doubt. We're going to see. And Justin Fields is like, you can get that anywhere. You get, you get 10 wins and 27 losses anywhere. You get one 300-yard game once in your career. You get that anywhere. You get some, <laughs> some you get a couple great moments. You get that anywhere. You can't get it, but come on. Yo. We've seen enough of Justin Fields. We've seen enough Justin, of that. You can't get him just anywhere, though. We, we can't? No, I think you could oh, get the okay. production. I think you not the talent. Dang I think it. Justin Fields okay, is an incredibly what, yeah. rare talent. I, mean, I, mean, I think you can get the production. I mean, yeah. just well, yeah, him. I mean, it's, it's hard not to go against the production, you know, but talent at the quarterback spot, Justin Fields. What? Okay. This running, is the, running, no, 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 no. This is the only thing that, 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 that makes me angry about you. <laughs> You keep talking about his talent. Ah. Where does he get jump high and run? Where? Show me where. I have what time he's so talented? For, for me, I have yeah, for you. enough games to where I believe, and that's why it's different GMs. He won't tell me. He's going to do this. He won't tell me. Where I believe that Justin Fields can play quarterback position at a high level. Where his do talent. you see Turn the, the talent? Turn the on. All right. I see it on the field, Shady. Of course, that's what he plays at. Tell me what he do. I see it on the field. I see he does. Show, but I will pay for you to go to law school, dog. And I will bet him because he is a great lawyer. I'm take you up on that offer, man. You him a dinner. I do. But what no, no, I see, oh, us dinner. Facts. But what I see with my own two eyes, though, he can play the game. And he's not just regular. It's been a great show, so I'm going to go to break before yeah. this gets tense. Yeah, it's been a fantastic. He didn't ask you that one question. <laughs> not one. Not one. Like, Where are you taking the law school at, Pitt? Nah, sounds like fake. <laughs> It's cheaper for you. It is. It is. He's trying to save a couple coins for you. When we return, LeBron James blasted. He blasted NBA mock drafts about their recent post about his son, Bronny. LeBron James was irate. We got to show you what he said, and then we will weigh in on it next. I can't wait for that conversation. I'm going to have this break. He's so talented on the field. What's he do? As we celebrate Black History Month, I'd like to highlight one of the greatest lives ever lived and a man that should be discussed as having had one of the richest lives in American history, the great Paul Robeson. Born before the turn of the 20th century, Paul Robeson was just the third black person ever to attend Rutgers University. And despite dealing with rampant racism while he was there, he was a two-time All-American football player considered by Walter Camp to be the greatest defensive end ever at the time. He was also his class valedictorian. In the 50 years that followed, Mr. Robeson went to Columbia Law, became a central figure in the Harlem Renaissance, was one of America's most renowned stage and film actors, advocated for civil rights domestically and abroad, was surveilled and harassed and blackballed by the FBI and his own government, had his rights to travel stripped and then restored by the Supreme Court, became a newspaper publisher and recorded nearly 300 songs. Paul Robeson, one of the most important and oft-forgotten Americans to ever live.
right, family, we have all heard LeBron James say he wants to play with his son, Bronny, but Bronny's currently a freshman at USC, and he was recently removed from this year's mock draft. Don't know the mock drafts. They project where players will be drafted. Instead, he's been put on the 2025 draft. Well, this is what LeBron James had to say. Can y'all please just let the kid be a kid and enjoy college basketball? The work and results, they'll ultimately do the talking no matter what he decides to do. If y'all don't know, he doesn't care what mock drafts say. He just works, earned, not given, close quote. I liked it. I did. I like it. I like it. I liked it. I liked it at first. But then, Joy, I started thinking too much. And the problem is when you think too much, you remember some things that you should have just forgotten in the first place. LeBron James, you got to remember, you can't call for attention and hang up. Yeah, and that's what he's trying yeah. to do with Bronny. He called for attention. LeBron James Jr., Bronny James, in a Nike commercial, in a Topps commercial, in a Beats commercial. LeBron James, you can't call for attention and hang up. You called for attention. The phone is still ringing for Bronny. If I'm not mistaken, you said, man, Bronny better than some of these kids I've been watching on NBA League Pass today. It's lightweight hilarious. Crying, laughing emoji, laughing emoji, laughing emoji. So, Bron, you already said that your son was better than current NBA players. You got your son in Nike commercials and Topps commercials and Beats commercials. You got your son in all types of commercials, and now you want to hang up when the attention has been called for him? You can't do it, particularly, Bron, when you're the one who called for the attention. So, I have no issue with what LeBron James said. I just have to remind him that you can't call for attention and hang up, and you've called for Bronny's attention for the last five to 10 years now. But Joy, what do you make of Bron's tweet? I don't think it's a situation where Bronny can win. Mm. Cause I'm gonna tell you what. That's true. My nephews play college football. I'm gonna mention their names every time I can. Mm-hmm. Mason Isaiah, mm-hmm. LSU, <laughs> Miami. My niece is going to LSU, by the way. Zoe, she's gonna play volleyball. Oh, there you go. Okay. It's everywhere in the family. Yeah, right. well, you know, <laughs> I was an athlete too. I'm gonna brag as much as I want to. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put them on, mm-hmm. I'm gonna support everyone in my life, as LeBron James should. As, uh, if LeBron never mentioned on any social media platform, on any commercial, anywhere, that his son, his eldest son, played basketball, if he just ignored it and didn't say anything, we would kill him for not supporting his son. We would crush him on every show every day. What a terrible father that he doesn't help to put his son on, that he doesn't support him yeah. publicly. There's no winning for LeBron James Jr. Yeah. playing the same sport as his father, who is LeBron James. Now, I have really, in some ways, been dreading closer and closer that we tick to the situation becoming a reality. Not because I don't want him to have the most success that he can, but I just know we're going to have incredibly unreasonable conversations about LeBron James Jr. Mm-hmm. We are. Now, I'm not. Because I think the fact that he plays at USC is an incredible accomplishment on its own. There are 5,000 Division I basketball players right now. For, for 5,000. Mm-hmm. How many millions of people play basketball all over the world? Yeah. To make it to, to play D1 of any sport is an incredible accomplishment on its own. Mm-hmm. And we are we're already like, well, I don't know. Like, is he going to make it to the NBA? Is he going to make it to the NBA where 546 human beings have played this season? Do you, know how, you are all professional athletes. It is so bleeping hard to make it to the league. No matter what you do when you're there, it is so hard to do that. So the fact that this is even a conversation, the fact that he was ever even on a mock draft is a dream to most people that they would never accomplish. Go to any LA fitness in the world. 
Go to any 24-hour fitness. Go to any park. There's people trying to live out this dream. So I don't think that, that Bronny ever really had an opportunity to not be in the shadow of his father and that, to have reasonable conversations about his accomplishment. And playing D1 sports is an incredible, incredible feat. Change his name to any other name. The Leonidas Smith. Well, what an incredible, it's so incredible that you play at USC. People go to see your games, they pay money, they fans, they buy their, buy their jerseys, you can get NIL deals, it's an incredible accomplishment. I just think there's no winning for Bronny no matter what LeBron does. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Joy. I agree with you, Acho. But, but at the end of the day, <laughs> no, at the end of the day, I have two sons. I have two little boys, and they play football as well. Obviously, I did not accomplish what LeBron James accomplished on the basketball court on the football field, so I always tell my kids, Y'all going to be way better than your daddy. It's going to be tough for Bronny to do that. But at the end of the day, this is his son. This ain't no best friend. This ain't no, you know, niece, nephew, cousin. This is his firstborn son. So you're going to react to situations different. If somebody's praising your son, you're going to come out and you're going to say, yeah, my son like that. If somebody is bashing your son or getting on your son, as a father, your job is to come out and defend your son. That, that's your job as a father. So he's in a tough spot. Only thing that I would say with my kids, hopefully they're not watching the show because they do watch, <laughs> they are really good football players at their age. But I tell them they sorry every single day. You make a good play, make another one, bro. That ain't good enough. Like, that's an average play. So... For Bronny, oh. Why do you do that? Because somebody's watching right now saying, James, yeah. you're a terrible father. I do, do that, do number one, because I'll never want them to read their read they press clippings. And I want to be the same 24-7. Obviously, the other people, I'll be like, I done told you, they, they like that, bro. They, but to them, bro, you got work to do. So for me, this tweet that he just tweeted out should have been the same tweet that he tweeted out June 27th when Bronny was on that mock draft. When Bronny was on that mock draft June 27, 2023, he said, ATL, shorty. James Gang pulling up. But now he's off the mock draft. Now it don't mean nothing. No. June 27th should have been something. cool. Bronny, I see you on there. Proud of you, son, but you already know the work. Put, put in the work. Mm -hmm. that, that's what we got to do. So now when you tweet this out, you ain't on it. It's all right. Method's still the same. Put in the work. Do what you got to do. So you can't be like that one minute and then come back when he's not on the mock draft and then now you got an issue just let the kid play basketball. Oh, no, we should have been letting the kid play basketball. I mean, to me, it looks like he's being a dad. Yeah. He is. Right? You see his son on the, on the draft thing? Like, come on. LeBron had a son at a young age, right? Mm -hmm. That matters. Right? The chemistry is different. My mom always tells me that about my older brother. Like, they had a different chemistry because they were so young. So when you see your, your, your son being projected to be... A, a, the lottery pick in the, in the dress, like, you excited. And then he might have seen the old and just started tweeting. Mm -hmm. Agree with that. LeBron be tweeting. He no, be tweeting. He do be tweeting. <laughs> right? Right? Tweeting. Yeah, he's the, he the oldest 40-year-old that tweets. Anyway, <laughs> so it's like he's excited. And then when they have his mock dress later like that, he, he's defending his son. He ain't doing everything I would do. Mm -hmm. I'm going to praise my son and I'm going to defend my son. That's my boy. I just think that LeBron is in a situation where you LeBron James' son. Mm -hmm. They didn't Andrew a junior at that. No. So out the woo, you're going to have pressure. Yep. That's what it is. Everywhere you go. I, I just feel like we make a big deal about it because um, every time LeBron says anything, anything LeBron says, we're going to just talk about, good mm -hmm. or bad. Mm -hmm. And that's just the nature of the beast, who, who he is. But I, I love what he did. I love what he said. Yeah. I'm going to defend my boy, and I'm going to praise my son. Yeah, but like Shady, like you, can't, you can't really be mad at the media and all that for coming out and saying what they're doing if you going on there saying, I want to play with Bronny. Yeah. Bronny better than half these dudes. Yeah, in yeah, yeah, yes, I, yeah. You know, you know why I can? Because I learned from even being on the media, right, from playing and dealing with media to being part of it. We look 
for small things to, to come at LeBron for. So we can't come at LeBron for how good he is or if he had a bad game. We'll come at his son because maybe his son ain't LeBron James. Maybe his son ain't as great as LeBron James is, right? So they have a mock draft. He's, he's, he's slipping a little bit. We can't wait to talk about him. He's this, he's that. His kid's a, a freaking yeah. freshman. But what, How we know the next year he might not be better? Here's my only issue. My only issue with what you said, and, and not an issue, Joy, what you said, but uh, a point of tension is Bron said, exactly. LeBron, not I, not Emmanuel, yeah. not Joy, not James, not Shady. Bron said Bronny's better than half these cats. Yeah. So Bron's the one who said that USC wasn't the accomplishment. Because you can't say it's that shows, bruh. Uh, 8.43 p.m., March 6, 2023, 27.4 million people viewed it. Man, Bronny is better than some of these caps I'm watching on League Pass today. I mean, it's lightweight hilarious. So here's the fence, though. And the NBA now, and since I've been really watching lately, it's a lot of bad basketball. A lot of not smart, but, but you can't. So, so I mean, so, so technically. Correct. So I'm, not, right. I'm, not, I'm saying that's fine. Let him be right. But, but if he is right, then you can't be mad when we try yeah, to hold Bronny to a standard. I, I, I don't, and I respect LeBron a lot, don't have to abide by everything that LeBron says on Twitter. I can still separate the fact that he no is question. a father no talking that's about true. his son well. and say, well, I feel like that is a little bit of a stretch, LeBron. I respect that you feel that way, not just because you're LeBron James, but because also you have an attachment to your son, which I think is healthy. I don't have that to matters. believe that, there, that he, Bronny, is better than NBA players right now. I don't believe that, not even close. I don't believe that. I don't believe that freshman Bronny is better than the worst yeah. NBA player that's playing right now. I don't believe that for multitudes of reasons. Now, whether that's true or not, we will find out. Because regardless of whether he's LeBron James' son or not, if he's going to help an NBA team win a championship, somebody is going to put him on their roster, regardless of what the situation is. I don't have to. I personally, Joy Taylor, can have enough brain ability to separate LeBron James' emotion for his son from the reality of what Bronny is. And I can say that being LeBron James' son, there is no standard that you are ever going to hit on the basketball court other than being Michael Jordan, which yeah. is not my personal expectation for Bronny. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that if he doesn't become Michael Jordan, that he is a failure. I don't hold Nikola Jokic to LeBron James Sanders. I don't expect Jokic to be as good as LeBron James during his career at any point ever. The and he is arguably the best player in the league right now. The only thing that I would say about that is LeBron James and Savannah are raising some great kids. Mm -hmm. You brought this on Bronny. Yeah, that's Bronny right. Bronny don't tweet that's out. Right Bronny don't tweet. I'm better than half these players. Don't. Bronny don't tweet. Yeah. I want to play with my daddy. Bronny don't tweet. ATL showed you like. Pull up. That, but that's what the dad's for, though. But what I'm saying is, for the dad's for. Look at Lonzo Ball them, and them kids but, and all that. That's yeah. all. They don't talk. So the dad got to talk for, for real. But Yo, then, but, but when they came out of college, Alonzo, right? Yeah. I, heard, I never heard him speak before. Yeah. Right? He might go number one pick. I never even heard him talk. I understand. But the that. dad, oh, you know, I got you. But then, so you help Lonzo, Lonzo and James I, but, on the back but, of your jersey? But what I'm, totally totally different. Different. what I'm saying is sometimes you know, nobody knows your kids better than you do. Sure. So if, if my son ain't going to talk for himself or he's, I'm going to do it for I just him. prefer, not even that's I prefer. Blow him up. Just I just be ready with what yeah. comes with that. Oh, and also, all though, I'm saying. But also, you got to remember the pressure of it all. Like, that's really where I'm at. Like, there's, you said it, uh, you said it incredibly well. Joy, you said it incredibly well. As soon as you named him Junior, off rip. You got pressure. Mm -hmm. But you can't paint the bullseye on Bronny's yeah, but, back. But, but Emmanuel, you're a reasonable person. Reasonable. Very smart, okay? 
<laughs> okay, you, you're a very intelligent person. You have multiple degrees. I'm not being sarcastic. Like, you are a smart person. Okay, where were you getting with okay. this? You, you have the ability to look at Barani and say, I don't think that it is a failure if Barani doesn't make the NBA, correct? Man. The I, National Basketball Association. The only reason I would say, only reason I would say it is, only reason I would say it is because, like, if I made it to the NFL and you LeBron James' son, you can make what it to the league. What does that mean? Nah. Michael me. Jordan's son did not make it to the NBA. Me, like, Michael Jordan's son, like, like, you this it's like, if you, if you, like, if I made it to the league, yeah. little me, like, first generation me, if it I can make it to the league. so nah. hard yeah. to make it to the league. It is so it is. It is, but Jordan, like... one percent. But, but maybe I'm not gassing you up enough then. One percent of one percent of one percent ever get that opportunity. Let alone play sure. multiple years, like, yeah, to get drafted. College, that's crazy. That is crazy. USC, to baby. play four years at USC is an incredible accomplishment. Loving basketball, USC, let's get it. We got to go to break. We got to go to break. <laughs> this is good, though. But I'm just thinking, like, Joe, you got two nephews. Hey, Jason got and, two of them. And he's, so, all, and he's a Hall of Famer. And he's a Hall of Famer. And he would love for both of them to play in the league. But the college, if, college, and, bomb, and, bomb. And, they, and God willing, they will. But if they don't, it's not going to be a moment of disappointment. You have an incredible nah. career. It's yeah, so hard her. to make it to the league. She's right. I, come on. Uh, we got to go to break. Got to go to break. <laughs> play the music. <laughs> play the music. I love this conversation. Uh, when we return, y'all want to talk about this or Baker? This. <laughs> when we return, we got more to unravel on this topic. I think there's a lot of opinions coming from a lot of personal anecdotal stories themselves. More on this next on Speed. <laughs> Shady, you out of the way in on the LeBron James conversation, big dog. What was your final thought about Man, it? Man, I, I just think of, uh, uh, he's a father, right? We look at him as LeBron James, but he's still a dad, right? And, and husband, and he's, he's uh. defending his son. Right? And it's time to praise me, praise him. I just don't, I guess I can look at it differently than y'all. I mean, not say it's wrong, I just, yeah. I have a son, and my son was that good and that talented, right? Got a full scholarship to USC, loving basketball USC. I'm gonna praise him. Uh, mock draft or not. And then if he's not, and everybody's bashing me, I'm gonna stand up for my son. I don't think there's nothing wrong with that. Listen, listen, I always tell my, I always tell people, if I'm a coach yeah. for my son's team, he gonna be playing a whole game. Good or not, weak or not, he's starting. Go out there, for boy. Real? My son. You're different than me. Well, I'm, yeah, so. Because well. I coach my boys, come on. <laughs> Stand by me. <laughs> you ain't getting the job. It's going to be pressure because LeBron James' son anyway, no, no matter what he does. Yeah. yeah, no doubt about it. Well, we will be watching this story as it unfolds for the next year and a half. But the story everybody's talking about now, Duke star player injured when fans stormed the court. Wake Forest stormed the court, and now a player is hurt. Is it time to outlaw court storming? Everybody loves court storming. Or do they? That's next on Steve. Hi, family. Duke Center Kyler Filipowski injured his knee when Wake Forest stormed the court. The video does not look good, but head coach, Kansas head coach Bill Self, he was upset. He is calling for court storming regulations, saying, quote, let's totally get rid of a ring that's on camera. I love court storming. I will be honest. Court storming makes college football, college basketball unique. College has traditions, Shady. It's got the mascots. Texas, they got Bevo, USC. They got the Trojan Warrior. Oklahoma, they ride out on the Sooners before the game. Wisconsin, end of the third quarter, they play jump around. Iowa, they wave to the hospital. The hospital waves back. College has traditions that the NBA and the NFL, they don't. 
if you rid the traditions of college sports, then you rid college sports altogether. Keep the traditions as long as possible. Storming the court is one of the sacred traditions in college. You don't storm in the NFL. You don't storm in the NBA. I love court storming. Shady, what's yeah, I love it, though. And in Pittsburgh, we play Sweet Caroline. Sweet Caroline. Let's go, man. The thing is, like, okay, so you have a big game with a big opponent. You have a whole press, uh, what is it called, the prep rallies. You have all that. You're asking all these fans, all these kids on campus to come to the game, yep. wear all white outs and all that. You hype them all the way up. Yeah. Then they win the game, you want them to hype them down? <laughs> that don't make sense. It's just part of tradition. Yeah. They did it back in the day. They're doing it now. I love it. It makes the fans, it makes the, the, the kids in the, in, the, in the campus as one with the players. Mm -hmm. I love it, though. Maybe I could just um, time up the timing as far as letting the, the players go off yeah. the court. Yep. No, I love that. Keep it like that. Acting soft. Mm. Soft. Yeah, he was hurt. I knew he was going to play in the game. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I used to love it when it meant something. Come on, man. But like everything that we do now, nothing means anything anymore. Mm. Nobody has any standards. Mm. Wake Forest beat Duke last year. Mm. So y'all just really don't know how to act. You, 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 don't, you, don't know how, you don't know how to act like you've been here before. Wake Forest. This is why we don't consider Wake Forest Duke. Because y'all storm the court every time you beat Duke. Duke should be embarrassed to lose to you because you storm the court every time you beat them. Y'all not Duke. You Wake Forest because you storm the court even though you beat Duke last year. You should be embarrassed. That is my issue with it. Court storming is a glorious, majestic, amazing, historic, triumphant thing that should be reserved for incredible feats that we otherwise thought impossible to accomplish. You beat Duke last year. Y'all have no standards. And that's why we don't talk about Wake Forest the way we talk about Duke, no because y'all think like it's a big that. deal. <laughs> you get no Wake Forest like that. Number one. Why are you on the court? Yeah, number one, um, can we, um, we know Buddy from Duke is okay. Yeah. Can we yeah. check on Buddy that he tripped? Thank no, you. he deserves <laughs> it. He deserves can it. Can we make Why sure he good? Why are you saying that to me? Why are you saying that to me? Can we check on Buddy that he's, yeah, he, <laughs> he tried, tried. When he pushed and stuck his leg out. We need to check on him. We definitely should keep it, but we need to kind of narrow this thing down. If you are the 21st ranked team and you beat the 18th ranked team. Embarrassing. Go get you a hot dog or something Please. or some bag of chips or something. You this don't is need what you need to be doing. Court. This is the action. Yes. If yes. you are San Jose State and you are not ranked and you beat a top five team, we are storming the field, Period. the court, whatever. Let's, let's. Wait, first, the way it's supposed to be kept. Clearly, clearly, because they beat Duke and they're on the court like they just won a championship. No, but Duke's really good and they're trash. So what's wrong with that? You know what? You're right, Shady. I ain't going to argue with that. Because there's no reason they should be on that court. That's why they do. I have to tease. I am being notified. Raheem Morris. Head coach for the Falcons, he's got some words to say. He already making headlines, y'all. It's one of his first few press conferences, and he's shocking the world with what he said about Atlanta's quarterback situation. Good picture, Hank. Good picture. Next on Speak. Wake Forest never had a drop of clout in their life. That's why they're on the court. Family, we're in two-minute drill. Head coach for the Falcons, Raheem Morris. He said, look, if we had better quarterback play last year in Atlanta, I might not be standing here. Uh, a little too honest, I might say. James Jones, Raheem out of line. Uh, I love it, Raheem. Say, y'all not going to get me fired. I need a quarterback. <laughs> I've seen Matthew Stafford for years over there, won a Super Bowl. I know what this quarterback position is supposed to look like, and we ain't got it right now. Mm. I don't know. Atlanta fans told me I was crazy. Ooh, they like. We're going to win with what we had last year. I'm, I, must have, I must have been reading the wrong. I, I love a strong, honest brother. <laughs> he being honest. Stay loud. I need a quarterback. Yeah. Need him one. And Baker's not the answer.
Why do you have to take a shot at bacon? <laughs> Eight seconds left in the show, and you had to just take this one. This has been a very... I'm like, thinking about bacon? Great Southern's next. Sam, we'll see you.